ಓಂ ತೇಜೋಸಿ ತೇಜೋಮೈಧೇಹಿ ಬೀರ್ಜಮಸಿ ಬೀರ್ಜಂಗ್ಮೈಧೇಹಿ ಬಲಮಸಿ ಬಲಂಗ್ಮೈಧೇಹಿ ಓಜೋಸಿ ಓಜೋಮೈಧೇಹಿ ಮನ್ಯೂರಸಿ ಮನ್ಯುಂಗ್ಮೈಧೇಹಿ ಸಹೋಸಿ ಸಹೋಮೈಧೇಹಿ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಯುವರ್ ಇನ್ಫಿನಿಟ್ ಸ್ಪ್ಲೆಂಡರ್ ಫಿಲ್ ಮೀ ವಿತ್ ಸ್ಪ್ಲೆಂಡರ್ ಯುವರ್ ಇನ್ಫಿನಿಟ್ ಕಾರೇಜ್ ಫಿಲ್ ಮೀ ವಿತ್ ಕಾರೇಜ್ ಯುವರ್ ಇನ್ಫಿನಿಟ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂಗ್ ಫಿಲ್ ಮೀ ವಿತ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂಗ್ ಯುವರ್ ಇನ್ಫಿನಿಟ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ಫಿಲ್ ಮೀ ವಿತ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ಯುವರ್ ಇನ್ಫಿನಿಟ್ ಝೀಲ್ ಫಿಲ್ ಮೀ ವಿತ್ ಝೀಲ್ ಓಂ ಪೀಸ್ 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 ಬಿ ಅಂಡ್ ಟು ಅಸ್ ಆಲ್ so today our topic is concentration and detachment uh, in our life for every success whether in the day to day life or in the spiritual life these two factors are deeply important to have concentration on what we are doing and at the same time we must give the spirit of detaching the detachment it is not for anyone's benefit we don't detach for anyone's preference but it is the detachment is for our own personal joy personal freedom in the process of doing our duties focusing on our ideal or anything we do sincerely we forget we think we misunderstand that if we want to do something we have to focus and concentrate maybe that much we are agreeable but the question comes what's the need of detachment detachment sometimes is very strong word for us detachment renunciation of these two words are very frightening words why to detach point is that it is detachment for joy for freedom when we love something and do concentrate on something and we get the success or the great result of that concentration instantly we think it should be mine i want to hold on to that and because of our attachment to that all the future sufferings come in our life so that is the point to explore today what is concentration and what is the detachment and how it can be made practical according to the scriptures to make it uh, how it can be made practical so that we can feel the freedom of joy freedom of being here and 
enjoying life. So we'll see that in our both active and contemplative life, these two factors are very important. If we analyze in our day-to-day -day life, even active life, how we need these two concepts. If one wants to be not concentrated, no accomplishment is achieved. We do 20 things at a time, therefore it takes longer time for us to succeed in all its different aspects. When but the people of great acumen or who have successful, have been successful, they only focus only on one thing. When they do, they do focus on one thing. Swami Vivekananda, he has spoke about this benefit of this concentration. He says, how has all the knowledge in the world been gained? but by the concentration of the powers of the mind. The world is ready to give up its secrets. If we only know how to knock, how to give it the necessary blow, the strength and force of the blow come through concentration. There is no limit to the power of human mind. The more concentrated it is, the more power is brought to bear on one point. That is the secret. So concentration, as we know, concentration is very basic in our life. The mind, as we know, it is like the dissipated rays of the sun. It, it, at one moment, it can think thousand thoughts that you can find more when you sit for meditation. How in a split second, our mind moves in all the different directions. Therefore, when we come out after one hour of meditation, then we said that we have achieved nothing. The result is not the fault of meditation, but we do not know how to meditate. And as a result, we run along with our mind in any thought, any idea any impression comes into our mind and we run in those thousands of directions as a result we lose what we are thinking about. That's why Swami Vivekananda said that the world is ready to give its secret only if we know how to tap it. And the tapping tool is the mind. The whole, all the discoveries scientific uh, achievements all came because of the concentrated focused minds of few people in every field of life in every scientific field psychological field in the field of our any exploration there is the deep one-pointed concentrated focus Rays, as I always refer to this point, the sun's rays are dissipated and we are running for energy. We are thinking of energy in the oil 
or in some gas or something. But sun is giving so much energy. Now people are going towards solar energy. What's the point? It is some device to make that energy come to the use. Better example, simple example will be if we take if we take some prism and put in the open sky or open sun and we find that the rays, concentrated rays when it comes, the power of this light which is dissipated, not any big use, it can burn a piece of paper, it can generate heat. So the energy which we have in our mind that has the power to create heat, to find some penetrating uh, insight into the object wherever the concentration is given. So that is the way to succeed in life in any aspect. Swami Vivekananda again continues, the mind takes up various objects, runs into all sorts of things, that is the lower state of mind. There is a higher state of mind when it takes up one subject and excludes all others, of which samadhi is the result. People can attain samadhi, the scientists attain samadhi in their subject of exploration. Musician when they're totally focused in their music, they get the greatest joy out of the music. Anything we do, even I give the common example, when we eat something, when we can focus on our eating, then we can enjoy the food best. Concentrated mind, what we are doing, we are doing sincerely and focused. If you cook something, cook, cooking will be worst cooking, if mind is distracted in other thoughts and when it is concentrated, the best product of the person will come out. In any example if we put into our life, you are driving with careless mind and you are driving with concentrated mind. When anything is to be done, that concentration has such importance in achieving anything real beneficial in our life that there is no parallel to it. And Swamiji, as he said, lower mind, lower state of mind, as we are, mind cannot think of one thing. If you have to have ten items of what to do, then lower mind will say, let me think of this, that, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. And ultimately, all the ten work remain unfinished. I refer to this point, Swami, Bhuteshananda Maharaj uh, told to one of his attendant, Swami, he said that, Swami, how can I, um, how can I do so much of work with this limited time and what shall I do when I am hard pressed with time? Then he said, slow down, slow down. <laughs> For us, we have to quicken, we have to run, run, run. Huh? And he said, think as if you have nothing to do. Take one object first 
and then fully focus on that and as you think that you are the only that much work is to be done. And then you finish that and go for the next priority. See, is a teaching the concentration, the way of focusing the mind on one subject. Really we have never been trained. Swamiji said that it is a, our yoga uh, school teaches us how to concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. Whole samadhi is what? It's a total concentration. And also, when we concentrate, Swami Vivekananda says, forget about the world. You concentrate on that subject and get engrossed into that and that is the only subject, forget, there is no world for you. Ah, what a great example. That's why that happens. Suppose a classical musician, when they go into the depth of their music, do they feel who is singing, who is listening, who is around there? They enjoy best and they give joy to others the best. That is the moment. And whose attention is focused to outside, that much mind is not going to the object where one is to focus. So this is very important point that without concentration this success in life is impossible. It will take longer time as we know if a student who is focused on his subject or her subject can gain this, can they get much more time for playing and chit-chatting and knowing the whole world. Swami Vivekananda's life is the glowing example before us. He used to whole day go for everything, but he has this enough time to do, because when he does something, he does concentrate only on that one subject. So what Swamiji says, it is his life's message as it were. So, he says, continues, the flow of this continuous control of the mind, if one really learns how to control the mind in one subject. It is like, like a, a flashlight, when it is, sometimes you see how it spreads all around, now you adjust the focus, and now when it is focused, that means it is pinpointed, now you look at the floor, it will just manifest what is there in the floor. In the roof, it will just manifest there. So, this is the tool. The mind is the greatest tool. God gifted tool. Only if we can just make it focused, concentrated. And then you put it in any subject. And that will be the great success. So, the flow of this continuous control of the mind becomes steady when practiced day after day and the mind obtains the faculty of constant concentration. Mind will attain when the flashlight is just focused and you keep it. Whenever you put it in any direction it is, it is a continuous concentration. That's why Swami Vivekananda could do so much miracle. You know that story of his reading the, what you call, Encyclopedia Britannica. New books have come, new volumes, and his disciple entered and found that Swamiji is reading them, doing something with the book, 
turning the pages like that. As we leisurely do, read turns pages like that. And then the disciple asked, Sir, what are you doing? He said, Yes, I am reading the book. He said, You are reading? I see you are turning the pages. How are you reading? Then he said, Yes, I am reading. I have read these few volumes on my left. Just you can put any question from there. He thought, How come it's possible? It's impossible. So he took those books and just started questioning something from the book. And whatever he is putting, question, as if Swami Vivekananda is stating varmati what is there in the line. Once it happened, twice it happened, third time it happened. Then he said, sir, it is only possible for people like you. And it is impossible for others to have such thing. You are turning the pages and you read. Swami Vivekananda gave the example. When you learn the alphabets, and when you just started reading the words, or one line, how long you took to read one line? Now, you read now. A page, how long you take? Just a baby learning the alphabet and trying to join the words and read the words. And now the same baby I matured reads. How fast it can read? He said that it can be practiced by you also. Only if you know the art of concentration. And also he said concentration comes out of the consummation of the energy. So he suggests that it is possible for all of us, and he said out of grace and kindness, not that it is possible for all of us, but <laughs> you, you can be fast reader. There are fast readers, no? Now in, in nowadays we need that people can just run like that and they can get the whole idea. They are much better than me yeah, because I cannot read that fast. Eh? So the question is that the concentration is very important and it can give success, as I am saying, because he, in a short period of time, can achieve so much. So look at Swami Vivekananda's life. He died in 39 and a half years. And he came in this country and what he did in this, the whole world will have to digest this about 1500 years to come. Or more, as long as humanity will be there. So it, it comes out of so much deep concentration that it is so profound. It is not loose and superficial talks and thoughts. It is so deep and profound. That's the art of success in life. Swamiji says, how are you to know that the mind has become concentrated? Now we can put this question to us. Every day we are trying to concentrate. But when shall I know that I am concentrated today? His, his suggestion is that because the idea of time will vanish. The more time passes unnoticed, the more concentrated we are. So when, when the mind is really distracted, if someone tells you something, it does not register. And the same thing should be, to, should be told several times, then also I cannot absorb. 
but with a concentrated mind, once a little expression is given, you understand much more. So his definition of concentration, subjective analysis, is that when you forget time. Our meditation becomes joyful when? When you forget time. A friend talking to a friend, given an example, a boy loves a girl, when they sit for talking, and they get so much concentrated in that talk, hours pass, and they say, oh my God, oh it is 11 o'clock. They don't think the time has passed. It's the question of concentration. The mind is concentrated in something. We do that when you sit before the, uh, watch the um, TV. If some TV, which is very, uh, you like that very particular show or something, and then you sit over there, you thought that you will watch for 5-10 minutes and then you do some other thing. Then you find that the time is gone. There, we do this practice of concentration unconsciously. So the point is that if we can do it where I want to put my mind, my mind will be concentrated there. And that will enjoy the inner essence of that. So life can be made more joyful, more successful, if only the tool of this concentration is practiced. Swami Vivekananda talked about this very much, very deeply, how to learn. And the whole Raja Yoga, you know, Raja Yoga talks about this concentration, process of concentration, how the rippled mind, the disturbed mind will come to one focus. And that it, that's why it is called Ekakaro Chitta Vritti Rudeti. Diverse bubbles of thoughts in the mind, all will disappear. And then one thought, one predominant thought, will be the thought in the mind, eko akara, only one idea, one thought will be in the heart. And that is the dawn of knowledge is there. Our mind is bahubritti, diverse ripples, infinite number of ripples. As in the Pacific coast, you go and see, watch the motion, is always rippled. It is like a, that ocean will be calm. That means, or you can say, when the total calmness, that means you are samadhi. You are total beyond time. Totally time, beyond time. But for us, even it is for, as I said, always uh, the calculation I give from the Raja Yoga book, that you, you can attain to Maha Samadhi, not Maha Samadhi means death, but the Great Samadhi, only if you can focus your mind only for half an hour in God. One thought. If the mind remains thinking of one thought for half an hour, you attain your spiritual life, success has been attained. Nothing to gain, nothing to lose then. One attains to the highest state of blissfulness. That is Samadhi state, it is said. So, the point is that the sign or the, or the test of our success is in concentration is that when we think of one thing and, and, and that thought takes position in such a way that time flies. Huh? And when you, when, when, when it is not it is the most distracted thought. 
Sometimes when the mind is too disturbed, you sit for meditation. All of you understand that. Every time you are watching the clock, uh, when, when the time I meditate, uh, half an hour, okay. When the half an hour is ending, as if it is a big job to end the time, but I am still sitting for a few minutes uh, and thinking that it's not yet done. So, but in the concentrated mood will come, then just the opposite. Your time will go, fly like anything, and then you say, oh my God, huh? how, how it is now so late? So this is the Swamiji's idea of concentration. So concentration is the essence of knowledge, Swami Vivekananda again. Nothing can be done without it. 90% of thought force is wasted in the ordinary human beings. And therefore he is constantly committing blunders. The trained man or mind never makes a mistake. In early days, nobody scores us that much, but in early days when he came, if he used to, we used to forget anything, so you should get a good scolding. He says, you forget? That means where was your mind? You forget means what? So what Swamiji is saying, this is the word, that the it is 90% of the thought force. It is a force which is available within us that is wasted. We do not know how to utilize that. So it is all gone in waste and by ordinary human being. And therefore he is constantly committing blunders or mistakes. The trained mind, trained mind or trained man never makes a mistake. So that is the glory of concentration. So concentration in life is such an important thing and concentration example is that that brings joy always. To be spiritual is to be concentrated. Why? Whatever one does, he or she, if focused, will get the greatest joy out of it because Eating will be joyful eating. Sleeping will be joyful sleeping. We cannot sleep. That's why we take pills to take some additional means to help the body. But if the concentration is there, now I am going to sleep. So it will go to sleep. Now I want to, whatever I want to do, that is the only thing. That's why Swamiji was so successful in everything. Any field he touched, anything. He started music and he became a great uh, authority on music. He has his book written when he was a young student. Huh? So he's playing, he's the, he's the hero there. In every field, concentration is such a tool. It is in the Gita also suggested that when you perform something, you should be uh, anapeksha, shuchi, daksha, but only here, daksha means efficient. How the efficiency will come? Gita does not ask us to do work as haphazard work or distracted work. It is daksha means perfect, focused, one-pointed, expert, efficient. That efficiency is the root. So Gita suggested 
that you are to practice that concentration there. Now the question is that if the concentration is practiced, then, then comes our problem. When we concentrate on something, our love, I love somebody totally. That's why love if it's little, 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 it matters little. <laughs> when the love is totally concentrated on one person, what happens? Then you identify. And identify to such an extent, what happens? Anything happens to your friend, you either be happy or you be unhappy. But we don't want to be unhappy. Happiness is good. Everyone wants to be happy. But who wants to be unhappy? I love, I serve, and also I become unhappy. I don't want that. Now let us analyze why we are unhappy. Because concentration means identification. And this identification brings attachment to the untrained mind. That's why trained mind love and they are detached. It is very important to notice Ramakrishna's love, love of Christ, love of Buddha, love of the holy people. In our life, I can say, the love of the holy people, we have our ma mother's love, mom's love, brother's love, friend's love, but the love of the holy people is tremendous. We never felt that pull as we felt from holy people. But their love is not like that. They are talking, oh, I love you, love you. Rather, they will scold you. Just opposite. They will scold you and they love. You know? How come it goes together? In our analysis, it does not. But it is not, even if they don't scold, they don't show. Swami Brahmanand used to say, if I show that I love you, then what love? It, it is so deep inside, it will be beyond expression. That means there is love. For what? Love with detachment. Contradictory word. Love and detachment, contradictory, because we don't know that. Whenever we love something, we are attached to that. In a sense, I love, you do this, I love. You don't do this, I love less. <laughs> and if it goes one unit more, another unit more, then love lessening and lessening and lessening and lessening. So we have identified this love and attachment to together, as it were. But love and attachment is a wrong concept. Love and attachment is not real love. Love plus detachment is the real love. How? How is it possible? How is detachment means? Detachment means, Swami Vivekananda said, we should have the power to attach to something, and we should have the power to detach the same thing. Look at uh, Holy Mother's life, uh, Radhi. She, Swami, actually after Ramakrishna's passing away, uh, Radhi, mother wanted to give up the body. Then Ramakrishna appeared and showing that helpless girl whose mom is little crazy, dad is no more, 
So who will look after? Pointing towards that, Ramakrishna said, you hold on your mind focusing on her. You will have to do much work for the world. She wanted to give up the body because Ramakrishna is no more. So what's the use of this life? Then Holy Mother hold her mind which is soaring high into the Samadhi pull down in love and affection for Radhi. Some of the disciples who used to visit Holy Mother used to say, Ma, you are so attached to all your brothers, sisters and all these things. Because Mother used to hide herself and show in such a way that how to live in the world at the ideal condition. But it appeared from ignorant mind like us that she is very much attached to his brothers and particularly to Radhi. So she is like us. But when the point came, the mother was giving up her body. And that time she said, you asked Sarodhananda Swami to, or whoever was there, to send her to Jairambati. And mother was in Calcutta that time. Hearing that, then Sarodhananda Swami came up and asked mother, you want to send Radhi now to Jairambati? And then you will not be able to live without her. Because you are so affectionate to her, you may say, after one day, bring her. We cannot do that. It is not a short distance. So it will be difficult. So let us keep her here. Then Holy Mother said, no. I am not going to be attached. So I will never say that. And actually, it is surprised that Holy Mother apparently was so much attached as it looked from outside and she is totally detached, withdrew. We get a story of Latu Maharaj. Latu Maharaj's story uh, Latu Maharaj was by his nature detached mind. But during the later part, they all, they, all of them become very soft. And the attendant who serves them ultimately depend on them. Mm. So this, the attendant would sometimes say, Latu Maharaj say, I won't, I won't eat today anything. I am not feeling well to eat anything. Because, because his death is nearing. Then that attendant used to say every time, Swami, if you don't eat, then how can I eat? If you don't eat, I will not be able to eat. And then he will be very affectionate. And say, oh, for my sake, the boy will not eat. So he will ask, okay, bring something. So he will eat. As the time is drawing near, then one day, Latumar said, don't give me anything. I won't eat anything. Then the attendant used the same <coughs> tactics of saying that if you don't eat, then I'm not going to eat. <laughs> then Latumar said, Matkha, don't eat then. <laughs> what it matters, you don't eat. You don't eat, don't eat. And he becomes so uh, withdrawn as if this, apparently we get shocked. If 
such person was so loving they out of love do that not for attachment another thing these are the example great examples sami vivekananda noren you know when ramakrishna he used to go to ramakrishna ramakrishna will be totally eager to see even noren the future vivekananda so when he used to come he used to say that uh, i uh, will be restless to feed i sit down while you waiting so he will be uh, try ready to feed some sweets and bring something and ask somebody he become very restless ramakrishna used to become very restless when noren used to come and what to sit and others you go now eh? he will have private talk with noren so so everyone used to think that he he is attached to be noren no if you want does not come for few days he will uh, normally don't say to ridai anything but that day he will say hey ridai you have not gone to calcutta why don't you go <laughs> it is the intention is that you go and go to noren and see how he is doing and why he is not coming and take some sweets also huh? and then he will be restless he'll sometimes will be weeping and crying like that so people used to think that he is so much attached to noren and noren one day said you know you love me so much you are getting attached to me huh? and i think that probably your condition will be like that king bharata king bharata used to love a deer and thinking of deer 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 so at the end he left his body and then next life he has to be born as a deer so you are thinking of noren 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 you will be have to be born again in next life like that so noren as hami ramakrishna was really little upset and then and then he said that is it then he uh, who going to mother as also he said afterwards he said do you think I, that i love you because of you because you are a son of a rich man of calcutta or because you look very nice yeah is it that i love you i love you because i see narayana in you the lord in you that's why i love you and at the day i will not be able to see that i will not be able to look at you see the point that is the point of detachment what we love we normally love the exterior but their love is the interior when we love atman when we love god in someone when we see the divine in the existence of others then that love becomes deep and profound and at the same time detached because it is nothing happens on the surface i love someone because he is beautiful tomorrow he will not be beautiful or she will not be beautiful what will happen to me my love will go away because i love the beauty outside but if the love is inside i love god the spark of light which is in every being and the same spark is in me if that god love for god goes then it becomes profound it becomes deep it becomes inseparable at the same time it is detached because it is not attached 
for your beauty, for your fame, for your money, for your other exteriors, which are today, it may change tomorrow. So the detached love is very important. Otherwise, as I say, again, if we get attached to something, we suffer the maximum. Our suffering becomes, that is the point, not for any doing good to others. We should learn to detach because deta attachment brings us suffering and bondage. It takes away our freedom. Whenever one who is the, who is the person who can detach and love, their love is joyful, peaceful, and that does not disturb them at all. Even in the death or the suffering, apparently they will be. Swami Brahmananda was in Calcutta and Vivekananda passed away. Swami, Swami also, we have to understand because we are talking of detachment, what will be our goal? We, do we want to be like a piece of stone, heartless, that we don't have any love for anyone? No, it is not that. It is more intense love. That love is deeper than that of the ordinary superficial love. Swami Brahmananda, who is he? He is a par excellent Brahmagyani, who is a person of Samadhi, and who is Vivekananda. He is also par excellent Brahmagyani. And Swami Vivekananda left his body on the 4th of July at Belur Mart. And Brahmananda was in Calcutta in Balram Bose's house. Message was sent, and when he heard, he just like a child started running from Balarambos's house, had a boat, and then crossing the Ganges River, he came at Belurmat, and Swami Vivekananda is no more in the physical body, he has left his breath, and he like a child fell down on, his, on him, and cried out, like, a, like any ordinary householder, people will be crying. So, it is love, deep love, at the same time detached love. Holy Mother, when he heard Noren, passed away. You know how much Mother used to love Noren, and Noren used to respect Mother. There is no parallel. Even Noren's respect and love for Mother is more than Sri Ramakrishna, because he argued with Ramakrishna, but never with Holy Mother. Here, that mother, when Noreen passed away, how oh, she was calm. She cried, but at the same time, she was calm and serene. That is the detached love, which gives freedom, which gives joy. And that is the distinction between our ordinary love and this type of detached love. So I will read a few lines about Swami Vivekananda's idea, ideas about this love. Swamiji has spoken in the lectures of work and its secrets. He said, one, the attachment brings all sorrows. The bee come to sift the honey. We know that it is hurting us, that any further clinging to it is simply bringing misery on us. Still, we cannot tear ourselves away from it. The bee comes to seep the honey. 
but its feet stuck to the honey pot and it cannot be get it cannot get away we come here to sip the honey and we find our hands and feet stuck to it we are caught though we came to catch we came to enjoy we are being enjoyed we came to rule we are being ruled we came to work we are being worked this comes into every details of our life we want to enjoy the pleasure of our life and they eat into our vitals depletes us and casts us aside that is the cause of misery we are being caught so how to love them he said reserve unto yourself the power of detaching yourselves from everything however beloved however much the soul might yearn for it however great the pangs of misery you feel if you are going to live it still reserve the power of living it whenever you want it's not a power really it is a power you love when you want to love we want to detach detach when we die who goes with us think of the highest ideal when you go how much you love anything can you touch anything can you take anything then you detach forceful detachment i love money money is there in the bank i love ornament ornament is there but i cannot touch what is the question of ornament i cannot touch my hair the dead body will be lying i cannot take it with me so we have to detach we are bound to detach but is this not a pride to practice detachment and love at the same time samiji says weakness leads to all kinds of misery physical and mental there are hundreds and thousands of microbes surrounding us but they cannot harm us unless we become weak until the body is ready and predisposed to receive them there may be millions of microbes of misery floating about us never mind they dare not approach us they have no power to get a hold on us until the mind is weakened and when the mind becomes weakened only attachment is the source and he continues attachment is the source of all our pleasures now we are attached to our friends to our relatives we are attached to our intellectual and spiritual works what is called intellectual property what is that uh, patents patents yeah intellectual property we register so that no one can steal so that is also physical intellectual monetary everything is we want to hold so he says we are attached to our friends our relatives we are attached to our intellectual and spiritual works we are attached to the external objects so that we get pleasure from them why we are attached because you want to get pleasure what again brings misery but this very attachment so we know that how it works in our life you look at we if we look back to our life wherever we have attached ourselves when that thing is gone or that thing is lost 
how much suffering comes into our life. So Swamiji's very philosophical idea is great here. We have to detach ourselves to earn joy. If we had power to detach ourselves at will, there would be no misery. That man alone will be able to get the best of nature, who having the power of attaching himself to a thing with all his energy, has also the power of detaching himself when he should do so. Therefore, there must be as much power of attachment as that of detachment. So that is the essential point, that we will have to learn this art of attaching and art of detaching. How to do that? The best way of doing is that looking something deeper inside the objects we love. Inside human being, any nature, any object, to not to look at any material object. Material object will change. Our all this love and hatred comes in the mind. Mind changes. But if we look beyond the mind, the truth behind, then comes the detached outlook. Then again, Samiji has concluded this idea with this thought that it is then should we be like that of, as I said, uh, at a heartless, stony heart, a, a person who have no feeling. Hey, people are dying. Who cares? I detach. Uh, your brother is in sickness. Okay, what is that? Uh, my mom is uh, um, suffering. Okay, mom, who cares? Is it the meaning what we read so far? <laughs> Swamiji says it is wrong. That is not the point. He says there are men who are never attracted by anything. They can never love. They are hard-hearted and apathetic. They escape most of the miseries of life, but the world never feels misery. The world never loves. It's never hurt, but it is the wall. Surely, it is better to be attached and caught than to be like a wall. Therefore, the man who never loves who is hard and stony, escaping most of the miseries of life, they escape also its joys. So we do not want to be like that. So we want to have peace, have joy, at the same time, not suffer. Suffering comes only on attachment. You have to understand this subject very deeply. All the, if I synoptically say one word, all if we look at our life, wherever I am attached, as I give the example crudely, it is the what you call Velcro. Velcro in your shoes or in your <laughs> box, you touch it, you it is love, you touch it. But when you try to pull it out, it is crying every moment, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> and that is the cry. We don't want to cry, but we want to enjoy only. Ah, so that is the important point in life, that the attachment is to be avoided, but love is to be encouraged, and love, the genuine love. Love that does not depend on external, 
love that does not have anything to do with the so much in the things of change which changes every day you cannot love that how can you love anything you foolishly we all foolishly love things which changing how the changing thing can be loved that is no love because what you love the other moment that thing is gone because everything in the world buddhistic philosophy and hindu philosophy talks about that everything is changing 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 so are you holding to that change or are you holding to the changeless anyhow so the topic is that that we must have to think about this two things one will have to be articulate in our concentration practicing every day to focus to focus to focus and one thing at a time and if it is done then what become jo- enjoyable our eating become enjoyable our friendship become enjoyable talking over telephone is enjoyable suppose you are talking to one person and doing another calculation something the man understands say are you there <laughs> so there is the point you get caught so point is that concentration is concentration you do do you don't talk i have no time to talk now so this this is the one point and another point and we will have to love but love to get joy not to bring suffering to us we pray for that to the lord and thank you om do shanti antariksham shanti prithivi shanti aap shanti oshadaya shanti banaspataya shanti vishve devaha shanti brahma shanti sarvam shanti shanti reva shanti shama shanti redhi om shanti 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 hi may there be peace in the heavens may there be peace in the sky may there be peace in the earth and in the waters and in the plants and in the trees may there be peace among gods may there be peace in brahman may there be peace in all may that peace real peace belong to us om peace 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 be unto us all